0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. This is the story of Esther. There was a a king named King Xerxes who was married to a queen named Queen Vashti. One day, when the king had his advisors around him, he called for the queen, but she didn't come. His his advisors said this was unacceptable, and they, they should banish Queen Vashti and hold a search for a new queen. The king liked this suggestion, so he did just that. One young woman, Esther, heard about this competition from her cousin, Mordecai, who was like an uncle to her.
1: Esther, the king is looking for a new queen to replace Queen Vashti. You should be the next queen. Go with all the other young women to the king's palace, but don't tell anyone who you are or where you come from.
0: Okie dokie. So Esther pleases Hegai, the custodian of women, and wins his favor. After she finishes 12 months of preparation, according to the king's instruction, Esther is taken to King Xerxes in his royal palace. Esther
2: is better than all the other women. Give me the royal crown, I'll place it on her head. Esther is now queen, let's celebrate.
0: (laughs) And so they did. But Mordecai heard some troubling news and called a messenger to take a message to Queen Esther.
1: Please tell the Queen Esther this message is from Mordecai and it involves the king's life. I heard two of the king's doorkeepers talking about how mad they are at the king and how they will conspire against him. Please tell her immediately.
0: Queen Esther received the message and replied to the messenger, Thank Mordecai for his faithfulness to King Xerxes. I passed on the message in his name,
3: and a plot has been discovered. The two servants of the king have been punished by hanging. The deed has
0: been recorded in the book of Chronicles in the presence of the king. After these events, King Xerxes promoted a man named Haman, the son of Hammedatha and Agagite, to be the prince of all princes, to be over all the princes. All the king's servants paid homage to Haman as the king instructed, except for Mordecai, since the Jews and the Agagites were bitter enemies.
1: I am not going to bow down to Haman. I am a Jew. I will have my revenge, not just against Mordecai, but against all his people, the Jews, for he didn't give me the respect the king commanded he give me.
0: So, lots were cast in front of Haman to determine the time to betray the Jews to King Xerxes. The twelfth month is chosen. Haman goes to the king to present his evil scheme.
1: My king, there are certain people living within our kingdom who don't keep your laws. Let a decree be written that they be destroyed. I will pay ten thousand talents of silver to make it happen.
2: All right, Haman, the people and the money are given to you. Do with them whatever you want. Call my scribes and send out your instructions to all the provinces of the kingdom.
0: Haman did just that, commanding that the Jews be killed, both young and old, little children and women, and all of their possessions were to be taken as well. Mordecai tears his clothes and begins to cry. No! Esther's servants told her about Mordecai weeping at the king's gate and she sent a servant to find out what was wrong with Mordecai and he brought back messages and they had messages back and forth between Esther and Mordecai.
1: Here is a copy of the king's edict. Show this to Esther and help her to understand what this means. Ask Esther to go into the king's presence and beg for mercy and plead with him for her people.
3: Mordecai, if anyone approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has a law that they can be put to death.
1: Esther, don't think that just because you are in the king's palace, you alone of all the Jews will escape. If you remain silent, deliverance for the Jews will come from another place, but you will die. Who knows but that you were made queen for such a time as this.
3: All right, Mordecai, gather all the Jews here in Susa and fast for me. Don't eat or drink for three days and nights. My maids and I will also fast. After that, I will go to the king. And if I die, I die.
0: Mordecai did all that Esther commanded he do. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, across from the king's house.
2: What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you, up to half the kingdom.
3: If it pleases the king, let the, let the
0: king sorry, and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him.
2: Bring Haman quickly, that he may do as Esther has said.
0: The king and Haman join Esther at her feast.
2: Esther, what is your request? It shall have up to half the kingdom. It shall be done.
3: My request is this. If I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request, then let the king and Haman come to the banquet, which I will prepare for them. And tomorrow I
0: will do as the king has said. Haman left the palace joyfully, but when he saw Mordecai in the king's gates and sees that he does not stand or bow before him, he becomes angry. He restrains himself and goes home and tells everyone of his great riches and promotion from the king, when he complains of Mordecai the Jew, they urge him to make gallows and suggest that the, to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Haman loves this idea. Meanwhile...
2: I can't sleep. Attendant, please bring me the records of the Chronicles and read them to me.
0: The attendant reads about Mordecai who had saved the king by reporting the plot of the doorkeepers.
2: Mordecai has never been rewarded for what he did. Wait, who is in my court? It's me. Come in, Haman. What shall we do for the man whom the king delights to honor?
1: Uh, well, I think you should put a royal robe on him and let him ride your horse, which has a royal crest on his head. Then, one of your most noble princes should parade him around to be honored in the city square, and proclaim before him, this is the man the king delights to honor.
2: Hurry, take this robe and get one of my horses. As you have suggested, and do all this for Mordecai the Jew, who sits at the king's gate. Leave nothing of what you've said undone.
0: Haman takes the robe and the horse, dresses up Mordecai in the king's robe, and leads him on horse back through the city square, just as was rec- as he recommended. Then he returns to his house in shame. While he's telling his wife and friends what's happened with Mordecai, the king's attendants come to take Haman to the banquet that Esther has prepared.
2: This has been a magnificent banquet, Queen Esther. Now will you tell me your petition? Whatever it is, it shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Up to half the kingdom, it shall be done.
3: If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be spared, and the lives of my people also, at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed and to be killed.
2: Who would dare do such a thing?
3: The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman.
0: Haman is terrified before the king and queen, King Xerxes rises from the dinner in anger and goes into the palace garden while Haman stands before Queen Esther and pleads for his life. The Haman. king well the king returns and is even more furious.
2: Haman, will you attack the queen while I am in the house?
0: At these words the attendants cover Haman's face. One of the king's servants tells the king about the gallows that Haman had made to hang Mordecai. The king instructs them to hang Haman on the gallows, and the king's anger subsides.
2: Esther, I am giving you the house of Haman. Mordecai, I now know how you are related to Esther. Take this signet ring that I had given to Haman. It's now yours
1: to use. Thank you, King Xerxes.
3: Mordecai, you are now appointed to rule over the house of Haman with all authority. If it pleases the king, please reverse the letters sent out by Haman, which he wrote to destroy the Jews. For how can I endure the destruction of
0: my people? May it be so. The end.
4: <laughs> Please join me in an attitude of prayer. God, we thank you for heroes like Esther who show us what it means to be brave, and we ask that you would bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, that they may be pleasing and acceptable to you. Amen. Who is your favorite superhero? Shout it out. Who's your favorite superhero? Okay, I heard a few good ones out there. There are a lot of good superheroes to choose from, whether you're watching movies or reading the original comic books or looking at some other kind of story. There are many choices, and some of them can do amazing things, like fly or see through walls or spin webs or lift heavy objects, and other superheroes rely more on gadgets or their teammates to make amazing things happen. Every superhero is a little bit different, and every superhero does different special things. But there are some things that every single superhero has in common. Number one, superheroes help people. Number two, superheroes are brave, at least when they need to be. And number three, superheroes have other people who help them out. It doesn't matter if they're part of the Justice League or the Avengers or they're one of the Guardians of the Galaxy Almost all superheroes work with a team at some point, or at least they have a couple other people they can rely on, maybe a sidekick. Even Jesus had the disciples who walked his journey with him, and that was Jesus. This morning we heard a story from the Bible about a superhero named Esther. And she may not have the same kind of powers as Black Panther or Spider Man, but she is definitely a superhero. Esther was a queen who saved an entire nation, all of the Jewish people, thousands of people. And in the Jewish tradition, she celebrated every single year as part of a holiday, the holiday of Purim, which means casting lots, which is the way they decided what day the uh, Haman's plot would be be, uh, executed. You have to be a pretty big deal to be remembered during an annual holiday. Not even Batman has an annual holiday. We just heard the story, so you know the characters, and now I want us to have a little bit of fun with it, playing on one of the ways that Purim is celebrated. So anytime I say the name Esther, I want you to say, yay. Can you do that? Esther? Yay. Anytime I say the name Haman, I want you to say, boo. Boo. Because the hero of the story is Esther. Yay. Yay. And the villain of the story is Haman. Boo. Boo. You guys are great. So, there once was a beautiful queen named Esther. Yay! Yay. She was Jewish and married to a Persian king named Xerxes. One of the king's top advisors was named Haman. Boo! He was cruel, and he came up with this plan to obliterate all of the Jewish people. But you know who happened to be Jewish and in a position of power? It was Esther! Yay! Yay. Now, Haman. Boo! Especially disliked Mordecai, who was Esther's relative, like an uncle to her. Esther, yay! And when Mordecai found out about this plot to destroy the Jewish people, he knew exactly who could do something and who could save everybody, and it was Esther! Yay. Yay! Now she was a little bit nervous. She said, What if the king gets angry? What if I'm thrown out? What if worse, even worse, happens to me? But Mordecai said, You know what? You can do this, Esther. Yay! Yay. You are the queen, and you are brave, and nobody can stop us. Not even someone as evil as Haman! Woo! So we need somebody like you for a moment like this. So she went to the king, and she made her plea, and it worked even better than she thought, and all of the Jewish people were safe because of Esther. Yay. Yay! Even a bad guy like Haman boo, could not stop her or God's people or the power of God. And that's the end of our stories. Thank you for doing such a fantastic job with the yays and the boos. You were great. What's interesting to me about the story of Esther in the Bible, we're, we're done with the yays. You can be done with the yays. Love the enthusiasm. She started out as just a normal person. Now you might say, well, she was a queen, but she didn't start out as a queen. She wasn't born as a princess. She was a normal person who was elevated to the role of queen later on in life. And she's a little bit of an unexpected hero. She's not sure at first that she wants to do something. She's not sure she's brave enough to take action, but she helped a lot of people because she was able to be brave and because she listened to somebody on her team. She listened to Mordecai and his instructions to take a risk and talk to the king. There are a lot of heroes like that in the Bible, people who were brave, people who leaned on each other, and people who were able to make a difference in the lives of those around them. I think some of the best heroes are the unexpected heroes, the underdogs, the ones we think they'll never manage to be brave in a crisis, and yet regular people like you and me, we can do some amazing things sometimes to help others. How many of you have seen the movie Finding Nemo? Okay, for those of you who do not have a hand up, it's a story about a clownfish, as you can see on the screen, named Marlin. And he has a son named Nemo who gets lost and he has to find them. And Marlin is afraid of everything. He's afraid of jellyfish and sharks and the drop off. And basically, Marlin is afraid to leave his home, which is a sea anemone. But when his son goes missing, he discovers he can be far braver than he thought. And he picks up a friend named Dory who becomes part of his team and who encourages him and who helps him out when he needs some help. He starts with the goal of helping Nemo, but he discovers so many other animals and friends along the way, and he ends up being able to do positive things for others when he thought he couldn't even leave his house. God has given each one of us things that we are good at, and these are our superpowers. Some of us are really good at listening to other people. Some of us are really good at talking. Some of us are really good at drawing. Some of us are really good at sharing what we have or inviting new people to join us for things or looking out to see what might be able to be fixed in a situation. God has given each one of us an ability to help to help others, to help our world. And no matter where we find ourselves, whether we're at school or at work, at the playground, at home, each one of us can do something to help someone. Because you remember, a superhero involves, being, involves three things. You have to help people to be a superhero. You have to be brave sometimes. And at some point, you have to work with a team. You can't do it all by yourself. Even the best superheroes work with a team. And sometimes, even superheroes need help. So if we're at school or work, maybe being a superhero means doing something small, like holding the door open for somebody behind us. Maybe being a superhero means doing good listening when your teacher is talking to you. Maybe being a superhero means noticing somebody who's new and inviting them to sit with you at lunch. It doesn't have to be an amazing Batman or Esther kind of superhero activity to make a positive difference in somebody's life. You can be a superhero even if you're doing something really that seems small. Being a superhero might mean sharing Being a superhero might mean taking a deep breath when you're angry so you don't take your frustration out on somebody else. If you're at home, being a superhero might mean doing something to help somebody else in your family, working together on your family's team, because every family is a super family, kind of like The Incredibles. If you haven't seen that movie, you might want to look it up after this. It's another fun one. I want you to think right now about one way you might want to practice being a superhero for people that you meet. It could be holding a door open everywhere you go for the next week. It could be speaking kind words intentionally every single day. It could be looking for ways to include new people. Do you have something in mind? Some way you might want to practice being a superhero to somebody else? Some of you are looking at me uh, with a little bit of glazed over look. So turn to your neighbor and share an idea that you have to practice being a superhero. How could you or somebody that you know, practice being a superhero. Okay, hopefully you got some ideas. If you didn't yet, have any. It doesn't have to be like Esther to make a difference. But all of us can be like Esther in some small way because God has given each one of us the heart of a superhero. And we already have what it takes to help people, to help people in our family, to help people in our school or our workplace, to help people in our neighborhood and beyond. God has created us to be brave. God has created us to work as part of a team. And God has created us to use our gifts to help people. So you know what? Let's go, let's be superheroes, amen.
0: You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.